0: We all love a good story, don't we? That's why we love movies. And that's why if somebody hasn't asked you this next question, then something's probably a little off in the atmosphere where you live. You've either gotten this question asked at work or in your neighborhood or somebody in your family. And if you haven't been asked this question, I'm going to go ahead and ask you this question. Have you guys seen the new Top Gun movie? Yeah. Yeah see, and, and the reason, okay, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Um, I want to see it, I plan on seeing it. I, ha- I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I think what I need to do before I go is go um, through some memory bins that I've got downstairs in, in the basement and uh, find the Ray-Ban aviators I bought when I was a teenager. Now, they were youth size, and I got a big old noggin now, so it's not gonna fit. But, man, I worked and worked and worked to walk into the mall where the kiosk was. There was no sunglass hut or anything like that. It was like this little kiosk out in the middle, a Ray-Ban kiosk, You know, like, I'll have my Tom Cruise glasses, please. And sure enough, and man, I was set. So I probably need to find those and take them with me just for nostalgia. Why? Why do we do this? Why do we get, oh yeah, the the, the new movie, I mean, it ties back to the old one and all that, because we love good stories. Jesus knew this. Jesus was a master storyteller and used story more than any other method of teaching when trying to communicate priceless things to people. Things both then and now that we desperately need to know. There's a word that we use, and you'll hear this word in church circles, you'll hear it in Christian kind of environments. There's a word that we use to describe the stories that Jesus told, and it's the word parables. Parables, a story. Story or parables, short little stories And the characteristics of these parables that Jesus told, and the reason he used them, is to uh, make truth and principles memorable. So that people remember what he was saying and what it was about. You know this is true, right? You may not know big, long explanations to great, big spiritual concepts, but you remember stories. That's why we say this all the time. We'll be talking with one of our friends and we'll go, "Oh, oh, that reminds me of a story. That reminds me. What? That reminds me, we remember stories, makes them memorable. And it also takes truth and principles and makes them portable. You can pass them along. You may not be able to explain big, long concepts, but you can tell a story. And parables had one primary point, one big primary point. Now, they had all kinds of sub takeaways and everything because Jesus being the master storyteller, the stories he told were layered. I mean, there were all kinds of nuggets that you can find in these stories, deep and long, but he was really making one primary point for the reason why he told the parables to begin with. And it's a different one for each parable. Uh, The parables and the stories Jesus told make us think, made people scratch their heads, and causes us to ask questions. Questions are good things, they're not bad things. Never shy away from asking questions. Questions is how we learn. In fact, Jesus asked more questions Then he answered. That's one of the frustrating things, uh, you know, being around Jesus for a lot of people are like, they wanted Jesus to be the answer man. And Jesus was actually the question man. He was throwing it back on people and having them think. And ultimately, parables help us see ourselves, who we are, who God wants us to be, how we can understand better who God wants us to become. That's why we're doing this series. We're going to spend the whole series talking about some of the most famous Stories, parables, Jesus told. And we're going to get kicked off today by one that Matthew records, and he goes like this. Here's another story that Jesus told, and he began. The kingdom of heaven is like, and I pause there because a lot of Jesus' stories began that same way. A lot of his parables began, the kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of heaven is like, and he goes and explains what the kingdom of heaven is like. We did a whole series uh, a few months ago on the kingdom. You might want to go look it up and get caught up. But the kingdom of heaven is not just, you know, way far away heaven one day when we die kind of thing. The kingdom of heaven is the rule and reign and the way of Jesus wherever it is, whenever it is present. And it is certainly in all of its fullness one day in eternity future. But there is a here and now component to it as well. And we saw that so clear in that series because Jesus talked about the work of the kingdom. He said, the kingdom is here. The kingdom is near you. The kingdom is among you. And that was in first century present day. And so it is a here and now thing, not just a one day in the sweet by and bye forever and ever kind of thing. So the kingdom of heaven, we're gonna learn a little bit more about what the kingdom of heaven is like through this story. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field But that night, as the workers slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat. Weeds. (laughs) That's funny. And then slipped away. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went to him and said, sir, the field where you planted the good seed is now full of weeds. Where did they come from? farmer knew how to answer this question. He said, an enemy has done this, the farmer explained. So should we pull the weeds? Should we pull out the weeds? Should we weed the garden? Just go ahead and go through and just get rid of all of it. He said, no, 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 no. You'll uproot the weed if you do. Not the answer that they were expecting. Not the answer that I think any of us would be expecting. He said, no, no, no. And and I, I know what that's about. I've I've had enough gardening experience. We don't do a garden now, like a vegetable garden, but grew up around gardens. And when we first got married, we had a large garden. I mean, and we grew lots of different stuff. And I can remember growing up and and even then, I mean, weeds is just a part of the game. I mean, it's, it's just gonna happen, especially here in the South. I mean, you don't even know where they come from. It's like, well, they come up in through the air kind of thing. And like, how did they get here? And, and when, this, and, and when the stuff you planted is real small and it's just starting to grow, right? And the pollen, you know, everywhere kind of thing. It's hard to tell sometimes the difference between, you know, what you planted and, and what, a, what a weed is that needs to be pulled, Right? You got to be real careful. And even then, once it begins to grow, you got to be really careful. When you go in and start yanking the weeds out, you will, because the the roots grow together with what you planted, and you will uproot and disturb the root system of your vegetables and can harm them and actually kill them and do more harm than good. And it's just like you're looking at it and you're like, is that a squash or a weed? Squash. I'm sorry. It took me back. Yeah. So you got to be careful, and so this is what Jesus is talking about. Maybe you've had this same experience. So they're thinking, we got to, we got to, you know, we got to pull these weeds. We got to pull these weeds, and he's like, no, 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 no. Let both grow together. It's what the farmer said. Let both grow together. Also, something no one saw coming. Let both grow together until harvest. Then I'll till the harvesters sort out the weeds, tie them into bundles, and burn them, and to put the wheat in the barn. No, 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 don't, don't, don't go through cleaning house. Just let them grow. Let them grow for now. See, all this was done by hand. They didn't have machines, first century, herbicides, Roundup, all this stuff. And so they would actually separate all this stuff at harvest time. And they would tie the weeds up into bundles and they burned them so that there was no cross germination again back into the good soil where, you know, the next round of bumper crop and all that kind of stuff. And so they got, that's how they got rid of them. That's how they dealt with them. And that's what Jesus is referring to. He's referring to this thing that they all understood. However, Jesus wasn't really talking about wheat and weeds. It's a story. This is an analogy. What's he talking about? I mean he's talking about wheat and weeds but that's not his point, right? It's not really what he's getting at. Wheat and weeds represent in this story that Jesus told, good and evil. You could say right and wrong, but I think it's better to be understood in a much broader sense of the presence of good in the garden, and the presence of evil in the garden. The presence of good and evil in the world, in the community, in the church. In our lives, among people, the presence of good and evil, because both are a reality. And Jesus said, for now, let them both grow. For now, until harvest. And when harvest time comes, I'll take care of it. When harvest times come, we'll we'll separate what needs to be separated and do what needs to be done. Now, later on in the same teaching time, Jesus, after a few questions, starts getting um, some more questions to clarify. And he actually took some time to clarify what's going to happen at harvest time. Okay, What that will be like in the end of the age when the kingdom of God is fully coming, fully present. What that harvest time is going to look like, and what it's going to be like. And he explained a little bit more and they had a lot more questions even after that. So we're not going to go that far in the story. We're going to stop right here because you and I have got our wagons loaded, whether we realize it or not, just right here. When Jesus said, we are like, hey, you want us to take care of that? We're gonna take care of that. We're gonna weed, there. we're gonna fix this right up. We gotta get, get rid of these weeds. Jesus said, no, no, farmer said, let them both grow. Harvest is coming, and when harvest comes, the farmer will make sure everything gets sorted out. This is so applicable to our world today. Here's why, and you know this, you know this is true. In our world today, we got weeds and we got wheat. There is bad and there is good. There is good and there is bad. There is good and evil and it's all around and it is everywhere. And to deny that is to deny reality. Look around, you know it. There's more bad I mean, everywhere you look. There's also more good. And actually, I wish we had time to talk about the good side of things because there's more good present than a lot of times we want to talk about. And here's why. Because the weeds get the attention at least until harvest. The weeds get all the press. The weeds, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's what most people want to talk about. And so let's go there. And that's, that's what was upsetting these workers in this story. Well, the weeds, we've got to get rid of these weeds. There's evil and there's bad all over in the community and culture and in people, and it is so upsetting. But here's what you and I rush off to do. We, we immediately jump into the garden, and we start separating things. As soon as we see weed, we start separating stuff, good and bad, bad, good, right, and wrong, we start, we start you know, sorting stuff out, rooting things up, and we start labeling things. Weed, wheat, wheat, weed, weed. good, bad, bad, good. We do, we just do that, we do that at work, we do it when we're talking to people, when we're watching the news, that's good, ooh, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad. We're looking online, especially social media, right? You know, that's good, ooh, that's bad. They're good, that's good, that's nice. Ooh, ooh, they're bad. Right? Yeah, we're so so quick to do that. And by the way, we're also very quick to comment on every stinking thing in the world. Why do we do that? Here, let me step on my soapbox a minute. Look at me in my God-given eyeball a second. Stop commenting on everything. Right? Stop commenting on every stinking thing. I'm just trying to take a stand. No, 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 no. You're stirring stuff up, right? Right. You you may think you're taking a stand, but what you're doing is you're stirring stuff up. And, and you and I, as followers of Jesus, need to be very careful what we say, when we say it, and how, and understand the power of saying nothing and waiting to harvest and let the farmer do what he said. He was gonna do. You said, well, I got questions. I know me too. But I just wanted to throw that out there. So are you saying, are you saying it doesn't matter? Are you saying it doesn't matter what we're seeing in the world? Are you saying that all the weeds don't matter? No, they matter immensely. And we'll get to that. I'm just saying, you and I need to understand what Jesus was trying to communicate. And I think this is what it was. That God, the farmer, he knows what's going on and he cares about what's going on in the garden, and he will set it all right, guaranteed, because harvest will happen. It's only a matter of time. God knows what's going on. He cares about what's going on in the community, in the world, and in your life, and he will set it all right. See, God's keeping score. Never forget that. Now that, depending upon how you're living your life, that's either a very comforting thing or it's threat. (laughs) That's very threatening and intimidating. But God is keeping score. God, the farmer, misses nothing that's growing in the garden. He misses nothing. He understands it all. He sees it all and he cares about it all. He misses nothing in life. He misses nothing in people. He misses nothing in culture. And he misses nothing in your life as well. Now, some of you are thinking, okay, 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 but then I got a question. Now, again, if you find yourself with all these questions, then in these parables, Jesus has got you right where he wants you. He's got us right where he wants us, because it's supposed to, like, cause us to ask all these questions to wrestle with. He said, I got a question. If God knows, and God cares, and he will set it all right, then why doesn't he just go ahead and clean house? Why does he just go ahead and get rid of the weeds? Why does he just go ahead and deal with it? Why does he just go ahead? Why doesn't God deal with all the evil now? To deal with sin now and anything that has a weed in it, why doesn't he just deal with it now? (sighs) If he knows and he cares, because see that that that's the criticism often. Well, Well, if God is loving, then why all these weeds? And if God cares, then why? All these weeds. The farmer says, we're going to let them grow for now. Consider this. If God were to get rid of all evil right now, if he were to weed the garden completely of all evidence of weeds and sin and evil and clean out anything that's got sin in it and anything that's got any weeds in it, what would happen to you? What would happen to me? What would happen to us? Oh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about them. I know that's what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the other party. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking about this. I'm, I'm talking about those people up there in Washington. I'm, yeah, I'm talking about the people in Hollywood. I'm not, I'm not talking about me. I'm, talk, I'm talking about all of them. I'm talking about my neighbor. I'm talking about, yeah, I, I, I know, I know. But what we're getting ready to see in just a moment that you and I have this habit of overlooking what's inside of us in order to focus on what's around us. And that's a mistake. We'll get back to that. God knows. God cares. And he will set it all right. Now, remember, I said these are layered stories so they have all kinds of other takeaways that you go, oh wow, if you turn it this way and look at it this way and you see that and you turn it this way and you look at that way, it's like a it's like a beautiful diamond, you know, different facets you see, depending on how the light shines on it. So here's some other takeaways. Is that God knows, cares, and will set it all right, so we should join God. We we should join God, but just not try to be God. And, and and sometimes we have a hard time understanding the difference between joining God and being God. I mean, look around. The world's full of weeds. That matters, and you should care about that, and that should bother you. If you're not bothered by that, then you got some things that need to be really looked into. It should bother you. You should look at the world and be bothered. You should watch the news and be bothered. You should scroll through social media and be bothered by the stuff that's going on in the world. It matters. We cannot ignore it. We must join God in his redemptive kingdom work on earth, we are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus, followers of Jesus. We must join God in His kingdom redemptive work on earth. But that redemptive work is a work of love, grace, and truth. Truth and grace, both. Mercy, goodness, and kindness. It's basically the work of Jesus. Just, just read about Jesus, watch Jesus to do what Jesus did, that's what Jesus was about. In fact, when Jesus taught us to pray, remember how he taught us? He said, I want you to pray and I want you to live your life in such a way that what happens in heaven occurs on earth. May it be on earth as it is in heaven. May it be in my life on earth as it is in heaven. May it be in my mind on earth as it is in heaven. And so we must join God in his redemptive work. But it doesn't mean we need to try to be God and play the role of the farmer and start going in and weeding out everything and sizing things up and, and labeling stuff and passing judgment on, okay, that and that and that and that and good, bad, bad, good and, and eradicating everything, right? Every time Christians, do your history, Every time Christians have tried to play the role of the farmer and rid the world of all the weeds, we've made a bigger mess out of things. That's what the Crusades were about, right? That's what the Crusades were about. We're going we're to go in. We're going to get rid of we're gonna We're going to get rid of all the heathen, all the heathern. They were Southerners, right? All the heathen. We're going to get rid of all of them. And that's what the Crusades were about. And you say, well, that was a long time ago. We don't do that stuff. Okay, I'm sorry. Are you aware of what happens in politics? Are are, are you aware of how the name of Jesus gets leveraged by both sides? By both sides? Everybody assumes Jesus is on their side. No one really considers, hmm, what's Jesus' side? We won't do that, right? We see, we still do the same thing. When we go around, we try to be God, and, and when we do that, we make a big mess of things because here's the reality. He knows what we don't know. He sees what we don't see. When it comes to wheat and weeds and weeds and wheat, he sees at the heart level. Hey, there's this app that I keep getting advertisements for on my phone, and I, I'm not gonna download it because I really don't need it, but it's fascinating as all get out. It's, it's an app where you can put your phone over Uh, a plant, and it'll tell you whether or not it's a weed or an herb. How does your phone know that? Crazy, right? It's like, eat that, don't eat that, right? Cook with that, don't touch that, don't smoke that, blah, 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 (laughs) right? Make essential oils out of this one, make non-essential oils out of that one, right? How in the world... By the way, isn't that funny? Is it... Who decides what's essential? Oils. Anyway, I think the oil you cook with is pretty dang essential, right? But no, olive oil is not essential oil. Lavender is. I can do just fine without lavender. It's not all that essential. Anyway, I'm done. Cool app, huh? Interesting. But I don't don't know that. I don't understand that. I don't, and here's the deal. God sees, God knows. He looks at people, he knows the situations and he immediately knows. He sees what we can't, so let's not try to pretend to see and know what God sees and knows. Let me tell you what my experience has been. In way over 25 years of doing this as a pastor, being around people just like me, just like you, my whole adult life, there've been a lot of people that I thought were wheat. Oh, they good, salt to the earth. They're good. They're good folk. They're good people. They're good people. But they had a dark side nobody knew about. They're hiding something. And then when everything surfaced and their life began to produce fruit, you go, oh, not good. There's a lot of weeds right there. That's not good. It's not good. And you're like, man, I totally had them wrong. I thought, you ever had that experience? We'd see it in the media. but Come on, we see it in our own lives too. But the opposite always, <laughs> I find, is just, as it's fascinating. When I have seen people and go, weed, 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 weed. Oh, they're, they're weed, 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 weed. And they probably smoke it too. Eh, it's just weed, 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 weed. And then, and then, wait. And then the redemptive work of Jesus goes to work in their life. And you go, oh no. That's good stuff. That's good wheat. Here's why. Because we believe in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And because we believe in the power of the resurrected Savior, Jesus, we believe that he can take dead things and turn them into life. And Jesus has a way of taking weeds and making weed out of them. I don't know how he does that. But I'm just telling you. Bottom line is, I'm wasting my time when I go around and I start labeling people and say wheat, weeds, weeds, wheat. You just love people. Just be Jesus to people. Just care for people and let them grow and let the farmer do what the farmer said he will do. You say, well, what's my job? Our job is to fight with goodness. Goodness is to fight with love and grace and truth and leave the harvesting and the sorting out and the weeding and the eradicating of weeds to God. Paul deals with this uh, as well. Later on in the church in the first century, as they began to really dive into culture and culture was really getting all kinds of crazy ways in the first century, here's what Paul said to Christians, by the way, Christians, like hopefully me and you, Dear friends, never take revenge. Never, 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 never. This whole idea of them would give them a taste of their own medicine, that is not your job and my job. That is not the thinking of a follower of Jesus when they're being led by the Spirit of Christ. Give them a taste of their own medicine. Oh, they made their bed, they're gonna lie in it kind of thing. No, 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 I'll show them who's, no, 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 no. Never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, and he's going to quote in the Old Testament, I will take revenge, I will pay them back, says the Lord, says the farmer. If revenge needs to be taken, that's my job, not yours. If, if stuff needs to be dealt with and unpacked, I'll, I'll take care of it. Okay, so then what? Okay, if that's God's territory, then what is our job? Hmm. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. That doesn't sound very fun. If they're thirsty give them something to drink. You don't just say, well, hey, they had it coming. You make your bed, you lie in it. Hey, just the way it is. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Now that's interesting, preacher, tell me more about that. That sounds fun. (laughs) That's what I want, that's what I want. I need some coals, I need some burning coals heaped up on her head. He's burning coals up in his... I'm just, Oh yeah, that's, that's in the Bible too. I want to know more about that. I love the Bible and I love Jesus. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you what this is about. This saying, the weeds around us, if the weeds are ever going to learn their lesson, if they're ever going to be set right, then it's not going to happen by you and I going around playing God. If they're ever gonna learn their lesson, it'll happen when you feed them. If they're ever gonna see the light, it'll happen when you give them something to drink, when you serve them. Mm. He said, but yeah, but what about, I know I got all kinds of what about questions right now too. I mean, this is just mind blowing. I'm just telling you what we find. The teachings of Jesus and his apostles. And that's what Jesus was getting at. You leave all this stuff to the farmer, and your job is to feed him. Give him something to drink. And he summarized it by saying, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil. You deal with weeds. How? They're doing good. You say, how long is it gonna take us to figure this one out, to get this right? I think you and I have a lot to think about here. A couple more things to share with you and you ought to be very grateful that I'm almost out of time. I'm grateful I'm almost out of time because this next part just really stings. God knows and cares and will set it all right. So we need to try to join God, not be God. And what what about the weeds within us? Not just around us. I mean, what what about what's going on inside of me? Because here's the truth. You and I should be much more bothered by what's going on inside of us than we are what's happening around us. Because, see, we get all worked up. We watch the news and social media. We get all worked up, and we go to work. And some of you are going to go to work tomorrow, and you're locked and loaded. Can you believe it? Did you see? And, oh, my goodness, and she and him. And I never thought they and all this. And you've you got binoculars. You've got binoculars looking at everybody else. You're like, look at, that, look at that, look at that, look at that, look at that. Set down the binoculars and pick up a mirror. And be more concerned and bothered more by what? needs to be weeded out inside of you than around you. Because there's weeds here. Imagine, imagine if we just took care of what's going on on the inside. Imagine if we allowed the farmer to do the weeding that needed to be done in our own hearts and lives. Imagine, imagine what would happen around us. Well, then so much of this stuff around us would get taken care of automatically because we'd stop doing so much of it if we had paid attention to the inner work And if we're honest, and I hope we are, we got our hands full with ourselves. I got my hands full with me. It's like that little children's song that I was taught in Sunday school in those traditional churches I grew up in. That that then it was just a cute little song. Now, as an adult, I look back And I hear the words, it's not my brother, it's not my sister, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Come on, that's right. That's exactly what Jesus is getting at here. One more thing, one more takeaway. You and I should be comforted and challenged by the coming harvest because there is a harvest coming. God has all authority and all sovereignty over all things which means there is a reckoning coming there is a harvest on its way it will happen and he will set everything right as it should be and all weeds will be dealt with once and for all when the kingdom and all of its fullness comes as jesus promised the farmer will take care of all of it it's coming And so if if you're careful, you'll be comforted by that, right? If if you're careful, you'll allow that to say, okay, God knows, God cares, and he's going to set it all right. It's not over. It's not done. If you look around and you go, man, this ain't right yet. Of course it ain't right yet because the kingdom is not here yet. God in all of his fullness is not done yet. The way of Jesus hasn't finished working its way through humanity yet, but He's It's coming. Harvest is coming. Be comforted. But also, if you're honest, you've got to be challenged by that. You know why? There's weeds in here. There's weeds in here. And I'm grateful, for one, that God in his grace and his patience has not decided to just uproot me. But he's letting the spirit grow. He's letting his love go to work. So that what needs to be dealt with in my own heart and life and your own heart and life has time. And I allow him to work and do what only he can do in me. So may I focus on that. Help me to focus on that, God. Help us to focus on what's going on in the mirror. And set down the binoculars. Yeah, that bothers us, and we should join God and love people and care for people and work towards truth and grace and all of that, but the way we do it is so important. We can't pretend to be God. We're not the farmer. He sees, he knows, he will take care of it all in due time, in his time. Right now, I should be preoccupied, you should be preoccupied with what's going on in us more than anything else. Let's pray. Father, I, I am just blown away with the um, timeliness of all of this as it hits our culture and our nation. It's something that was planned months ago. It's just so applicable to where we are, how we live So, Father, may we never assume just because we're commenting on things, that we're actually taking a stand for things and help us to not make matters worse by, by just going in and, and and trying to get rid of all the, the weeds around us. It should bother us. We should work towards good and work towards goodness and work towards sharing the love of Jesus in every possible way and feeding people and giving them something to drink and meeting their needs and being kind to them and being your hands and feet to them. So help us to be patient while we wait for the harvest and be comforted that you're gonna set it all right and challenged by the fact that that means you're gonna deal with some stuff in us as well. So, Father, may we be more concerned with what's happening within us than we are, what's happening around us, and understand that if we dealt with stuff on the inside, so much of this other stuff on the outside would take care of itself. Help us to know where that line is. And I got all kinds of questions now, and, and I know my friends here do too, and so, Father, may we bring our questions to you. May we be very careful not to use your word as a weapon to hurt other people, but may we simply follow the example, and the way of Jesus with all the weeds. And Father, we thank you for the good, and may we join good. Goodness not defined by a political party, but good as you define it in Jesus. We thank you and help us in Jesus' name. Amen.